This episode is brought to you by Near Country Provisions. And I thought I'd take a moment to talk to you about one of my favorite times of the year, grilling season. To me, there's few things better than popping a couple sirloins or New York strips on the grill, and it's even better when I know that my beef is local, grass-fed, and sustainably raised by independent farmers. That's what Near Country Provisions is all about, and they do a heck of a lot more than just steaks, including wild-caught seafood, pasture-raised pork and chicken, and even add-ons like eggs, cheese, and soup bones. The variety of cuts available is staggering, and I've literally never experienced a subscription service with as many awesome customization options. Each month, I simply set my preferences, and a beautifully curated selection of proteins arrives at my door on dry ice. If you live in the Mid-Atlantic, head on over to nearcountry.com and enter the code BARCART when you sign up for your subscription to receive two free pounds of bacon or ground beef in your first delivery. That's BARCART, B-A-R-C-A-R-T, all one word, at checkout. Becoming a Near Country subscriber is easily one of the biggest quality of life improvements I've made in the last several years, so I hope you'll give Near Country Provisions a shot and let me know what you think. Now, back to the show. Modern. 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 We're prepping for a voyage. Modern. Force of an old-fashioned equals whiskey mass times bitters acceleration. Why don't you make that a double? Modern Bar Cart. What's shaking, cocktail fans? Welcome to episode 263 of the Modern Bar Cart Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Koslick. Thanks for joining me for this little news segment, which is an initiative that we're rolling out in conjunction with the launch of our brand spanking new community Discord server. This is essentially a chat room and messaging tool that we're putting together for our listeners so that everybody can communicate with each other and share recipes, news, and other stuff like bar recommendations and bottle reviews in real time. Right now I have channels within the Discord server set up for news, obviously the topic of this episode, bottle reviews, podcast-related stuff like guest requests and questions for upcoming guests, a channel where you can share all those dank memes that we all love from accounts like Mover and Shaker, and finally, a special cheers channel where you can share what you're drinking and we can all offer you a hearty virtual toast from wherever we are in the world. So if you'd like to be in the exclusive first wave of people invited to this Discord server, All you need to do is email podcast at modernbarcart.com and let me know. Most podcasts make access to a community forum like this a part of their premium package reserved for only listeners who support them on Patreon or something like that. But you know that's not how I roll. I think information should be free and I think the ability to connect with other like-minded people should be easy. That's why we're setting this up. The last thing I will say about the Discord server is that it's not a heavy lift. I know, I know, we don't need any more apps on our phone that we need to monitor, but before setting this up, I had never used Discord in my life, and I found it to be every bit as intuitive as all the other apps that you open on your phone multiple times per day, and that goes for the web app as well. So don't be a tech curmudgeon. This works on both mobile and in your browser, so you don't even need to download it on your phone if you don't want to. So anyway, just dip into my email real quick and I will send you a link 
to join the community. Once you're in, if you click on over to the text channel called News, you'll see all the links to the stories I'm featuring in this audio roundup. And from there, you can explore, comment, or even add a news item of your own. So with that, let's jump in. Kicking off our inaugural Booze News segment, we've got sports. As many of you know, this weekend is the Kentucky Derby, which is the sporting event that probably carries with it the most disproportionate drinking to event time ratio in the world of sports. The post positions and odds for the event are set with a colt named Forte, the favorite to win at 3-1. to one. But as I just mentioned, most of us aren't in it for the horsies. We're in it for the mint juleps, the official drink of the Kentucky Derby. Now, we've got a great episode where I do a deep dive into the history of the mint julep as well as the lesser-known official horse racing drinks like the Preakness's Black-Eyed Susan and the Belmont Breeze, which Dale DeGroff created as the official cocktail of the Belmont Stakes. I'll post a link to that episode, number 185, over on the Discord channel so you can check it out, but seriously, let's talk juleps for a minute. If you're hosting or responsible in any way for creating mint juleps for the Kentucky Derby this year, you've only got a couple days to get your act together. And in my mind, there are a few moves that will set your drinks apart, both from a taste and an execution standpoint. Number one, bourbon. What are you going to use? This is not a time to use a fancy bourbon. In fact, I'd argue it should come in a handle. You're putting so much dilution, sugar, and mint into those bad boys that a delicate, wheated sipper isn't going to stand up. So opt for either a traditional or a high rye mash bill if you want the whiskey to rise above the rest of the ingredients. And please, for the sake of yourself and your guests, don't use anything super high proof. Juleps are easy to suck down, and you don't want anybody getting hammered because you chose something bottled in bond. I like an Evan Williams black label or something equivalent in a mint julep, but if you like something a bit more sophisticated, then Elijah Craig also works really well in my humble opinion. Number two, get your ice situation sorted. There are, of course, many ways to make crushed ice, but most of them are going to sacrifice either efficiency, quality, or cleanliness. If you go with your freezer's ice maker, you'll be very likely using poor quality ice unless you're smart and swap in some clear ice ahead of time. If you use a Lewis bag and mallet, it's going to be a bit messy, and the sound of you whacking away on a table might get old for your guests after the first couple batches. As we learned in our recent ice interview with Camper English, ice is pretty easy once you understand it, but it does take planning. Do that planning now so that the day of goes smoothly. Number three, you've got your mint and your sugar. You gotta select your sugar type, then turn it into a syrup, and you need to source your mint. At this point, the question becomes how to get the most mint flavor into your drink. One tip I'd recommend is to make a simple syrup in advance and infuse it with mint leaves or stems for about 24 to 48 hours prior to the event. Other ways of getting mint flavor into the drink without blending it directly into the syrup might include using mint tea as the base for your simple syrup water or adding in a peppermint or spearmint extract once it's made. But be careful because dried mint tastes very different than fresh mint, almost tea-like, and food-grade flavor extracts can really pack a punch, so use a light touch. Finally, we've got glassware. I'm guessing that not everybody has fancy julep cups or those little metal stirring straws that they're traditionally served with, 
In lieu of those, I'd recommend trying to serve your juleps in small tumblers, aka single rocks glasses, not a double rocks or bucket glass. This, again, is going to keep the portion size reasonable, and if you've got the chance to chill these glasses down, then they'll be frosty and refreshing for your guests. Next up, we've got a couple of political news stories that have been making the headlines in the spirits and cocktail world. Last month, Maine Governor Janet Mills signed into law a bill to make alcoholic drinks to go from restaurants and bars permanent. In Maine, these drinks must be clearly labeled and placed in the trunk or in a non-passenger compartment of the vehicle while in transit. Bars and restaurants are able to sell these drinks in accompaniment with a food order, whereas distilleries are able to sell drinks to go without a food order. This kind of move is something that we've been thinking and talking about ever since to-go drinks were implemented temporarily by many states in response to the pandemic. In this instance, we see the state of Maine taking a positive stance toward the industry. However, it remains to be seen whether other states will choose to follow suit. Across the country, the Oregon Liquor and Cannabis Commission is considering doubling its state tax on hard alcohol, which would increase the cost of every bottle of spirits by 50 cents. This is a move put in play by a nonprofit called Oregon Recovers, citing a statistic that Oregon ranks fifth in the nation for alcohol dependence. Much like recent tax and packaging crackdowns on cigarettes and other traditional tobacco products, this move is designed to deter the abuse of the substance. Of course, distillers and retailers of spirits in Oregon aren't exactly thrilled at this possible price hike because it provides further justification for consumers to turn their attention to fermented products like beer and wine, putting them at a disadvantage in the market. Speaking of the market, let's take a look at one bigger picture economic trend that's been making headlines lately. According to the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States, spirits have finally overtaken beer sales in terms of market share for the first time ever, or at least since they've been tracking. This was reported in the organization's 2023 annual economic briefing. Some have speculated that the millennial generation may be responsible for this swing as the generation most associated with spirits, tourism, and craft cocktails. One other serious growth area identified in the report is the continued surge in RTD, or ready-to-drink, cocktails. As a bit of an editorial side note, I think it's interesting that most of these RTDs driving the growth actually employ high-proof fermented alcohol, essentially making them malt beverages and not spirits. Turning our attention to a slightly longer-term economic trend, a recent Bloomberg podcast by Odd Lots is spawning a great deal of discussion and trepidation about the future of the bourbon industry. This is because certain forestry experts are forecasting up to a 77% decline in the native white oak population of the United States over the next several decades if no action is taken to conserve this living resource. Now, I will tell you that multiple people texted me this podcast episode, so I can only imagine how nervous it's making bourbon enthusiasts. It is worth a listen, so I will share it out on the Discord channel, but I need to warn you that the guest expert is a forester, not a cooper, so he has great ecological insights, but his understanding of what kind of wood can be used in bourbon barrels is a bit flawed, as is his grasp of the bourbon supply chain. So again, hit up the Discord channel to take a listen to that episode and let us know what you think. And since we're on the topic of wood, there is just one more trend that I'd like to float your way. This is the recent and, to my mind, almost inexplicable popularity of something called amburana wood as a type of finishing cask or stave for whiskey. 
First off, what is Amburana wood? Well, if you check out the Wikipedia page, which is one of the slimmer pages I've ever visited, you'll find that it's a variety of Brazilian hardwood. It grows there and in certain parts of Peru, Argentina, Paraguay, and Bolivia. The only other tidbit that you can get is that its conservation status is listed as threatened. A bit more digging on this subject led me to a much more in-depth page by a brand called Avua Cachaça, which explained in great detail the history of how this wood came to be used for aging Brazil's national spirit, Cachaça, along with other native and imported woods, and the conservation efforts they're taking as a brand to ensure its sustainability. American brewers and distillers have been using Amburana staves and casks as a way to add an intense cinnamon or snickerdoodle-esque flavor to their finished products. It is, in the whiskey world, the equivalent of shaving fresh truffles on your pasta. The end result is both widely understood and extremely enticing to many palates, but it does come with a certain price tag. So, keep your eye out for this buzzword Amburana, if you're cruising the liquor store shelves. And if you're a fan of cinnamon and have some extra cash to spare, then it might be worth your time to purchase a bottle. Personally, I'm not sure we should be grasping for other countries' precious woods when we've got some work to do in our own backyard, but that truffle effect, it is, for many, hard to resist. That about does it for this hashtag booze news edition of the Modern Bar Cart Podcast. Again, we'll have links to all the stuff I discussed here over on the Discord channel, along with information on two upcoming guests for whom I'm actively soliciting questions and what is sure to be a robust collection of spirits and cocktail memes. I can't wait to see what you guys have to share. Email podcast at modernbarcart.com to request to join the fun on Discord. And as always, drink responsibly and experiment boldly. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, there's two big things you can do for us here at Modern Bar Cart. One would be to tell your friends and family if you think they'd enjoy listening to us talk about cocktails. And if they don't download podcasts, they can always stream our episodes on their desktop directly from the show notes page at modernbarcart.com. The other thing you can do to help would be to head on over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and leave us a review. Five stars are great, but we're more interested in your feedback. And the beauty is, the more reviews we have, the easier it will be for other folks out there to learn about our show. We're trying to start a cocktail revolution here, and by spreading the word, you're helping us fight the good fight. You can always reach us by emailing podcast at modernbarcart.com if you're looking for cocktail or bartending advice, or if you're a pro who would like to pull up a mic and be interviewed for all to hear. Also, definitely follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Modern Bar Cart for cocktail porn, recipes, and entertaining tips. And keep an eye out for new product releases and special offers, which are happening all the time. We love our listeners and we really enjoy giving you exclusive discounts and sneak peeks at our latest and greatest cocktail projects. This episode may be over, but for you, the mixological fun and adventures are just beginning. So remember folks, drink responsibly and experiment boldly.
This episode was made possible with editing and sound design by Samantha Reed and a little bit of journalistic magic by yours truly. This has been a Modern Bar Cart production, copyright 2023.